1: Friday and you know what that means takes on takes here on the prospects and props podcast Chris Schubert Jamie Eisner here with you taking a quick little 60 second timeout from the prop series that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks and we have a takes on takes episode for you here today on the show and boy like a 20 minute timeout whole, so you much don't much know I mean it seconds. could be The show could be 35 you, minutes there's a lot of takes this week the, the listeners we just have, said 60 seconds and I was like right, I feel like we need
0: to take more than a minute on this podcast.
1: It doesn't really do well from a monetization standpoint. If the podcast is like under five minutes, you got to have it be at least 25. Uh, We've got a lot of takes to get into today. And when I say (laughs) that we have takes that go all over the spectrum, there are debates on the worst days for holidays, the types of tacos, quarterback, quarterback tier lists. Like we've got it all here on the show today. We'll start with a take. And I'm going to go in chronological order via the TD and premium discord. So we'll have some double takes from some people, but they're just going to go in order in which they were submitted to us. Let's take from Alex. Take with both, with how both leagues have evolved. Being on 40-40 watch is more impressive than being on 50 TD watch. So this is a this is a baseball-football crossover.
0: Interesting. Team. So
1: um, 40-40 watch is now more impressive then 50 TDs. And for those who maybe who are listening to this and who are strictly football fans, 40-40 is 40 home runs and 40 stones. 40 steals. When's the last time we had a 40-40 guy? Oh, Ronald Acuna flirted with it a little bit ago. Yeah,
0: Ronald... I feel like
1: Acuna's flirted Acuna with Jr. it. Um, uh, Michael, it's... Michael Jeremy Trout. Did he? He probably did. His so middle name is right? Nelson, by the way, just for those of you keeping track at home. I feel um, like he had to have done so. Has anyone done this in Soriano? OK, this is we're getting into a, we're getting into a rabbit hole here. Hold on. So the closest Trout ever got was in 2012. He had 30 home runs and 49 steals. He hasn't gotten close to 40 steals since. And he only yeah, has one. He only much. has two, three, excuse me, three 40 home run seasons. Ronald Acuna Jr. Let's look at this. This season has 41 steals already and he has 21 homers. So he's close, but 19 homers in the second half is not going to be an easy feat. Uh, no, but th- it's doable in 2019. He had 41 homers and 37 steals, so he might be the closest that we've seen. Um, you want me to look up Alfonso? I know Soriano did it with the Nats, he Alfonso almost did Soriano. it with the Yankees. But also, speaking of this, the th- this is kind of what takes on takes is for, and I know I've introduced this to you. It's been my favorite thing to do every day to do the immaculate grid in baseball. And I oh, know yeah, there's, the there's Immac- not yeah. a there's there's kind of one for football, I'm just not good at it. The baseball one's very, very enjoyable. Um, Alfonso Soriano. Um, Soyano, 2000, two 2006 46 home runs and 40 stolen bases overall Jamie I think I agree with this take that in today's NFL with the passing game being so efficient and being probably the best we've seen and the quarterback play overall being the best we've seen I don't know if a 50 touchdown season in football is as rare as a 40 40 season will be in baseball Well, and I think that was going to be my overall point. Was I'm not sure at
0: any point in history I wouldn't have taken the forty forty. Like I, I, I know, I, like obviously, I guess you go back like where NFL wasn't had didn't have a forward pass throwing fifty touchdowns would have been incredible, it but would like impossible, yeah. But in like the modern era, and not that fifty touchdowns is easy, but like no, but it's I think it's really like like four players have done the forty forty right ever.
1: That we've Soriano, A-Rod,
0: Bonds, and Canseco? Am I missing anybody?
1: 40-40 MLB. I'm going to look it up. The 40-40 club, according to Wikipedia. And how many uh, players thrown for 50 touchdowns? It's right? four players. The 50 touchdowns. It's exactly the four you mentioned. Jose Canseco, yeah. Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, and Alfonso Soriano. So it's happened. And I, I don't want to be this guy. But baseball has a better history than football. It's longer. It spans more years. It's got more players. Like, it's got all sorts of different things three times in pro football history has a player thrown for 50 touchdowns. Peyton Manning in 2013, Tom Brady in 2007, and Patrick Mahomes in 2018. So they're both yeah, equally as rare in terms of sheer numbers, but baseball, I think, has a longer history, and so the fact that it's only happened four times, I think, makes yeah. it a harder feat. And it's, it's yeah. more than one statistic. It's two different skill sets. No offense Correct. to passing touchdowns, but passing touchdowns is one skill set. Throw the ball. In baseball, you've got to have power – which is a separate trait from speed, which is a separate trait. And I,
0: I also think it's important to realize that. And again, it's tough to it's tough when you cross sport because sports are so different. Uh, wow, great what a take! Breaking news there. Thanks what for that take, take on here on a me. Friday. Uh, but like baseball is the most individual team sport there is, and you, from a, from an NFL quarterback perspective, you need somebody on the other end. For the to to make that passing touchdown happen, Mm -hmm. you got no help. Either hitting the ball, home run, right? Because we're not talking about RBIs or in run. No, no, it's all you, all you. Homer and a steal is all All you. you. Yep. So I would still go with that. Double That's take. A take. And, That's a good take. Yeah, very good. I, I would have guessed. I would have guessed we would have had four or five 50 touchdown guys. Just three. But I uh, forgot. there are a few of the guys that like at 48, 49.
1: Yeah. Rogers got to 48 two years ago. Like there are I guys that are, Manning are close. Kind of twice. Manning, got Manning got Manning to 49 in 2004. Dan Marino got to 48 in 1984. By the way, the fact that man out to get Dan to Marino with, with, yeah. throwing for 48 touchdowns
0: in 1984. I'm surprised Manning didn't do it with the Colts. I mean, I
1: think that's a 49. I I talked, yeah. So I the season was with Denver. When yeah. We hit went, went nuts. Yep. And then two. And then in 2004, he hit 49. We've got a double dose of take here from Taylor B. And I'm assuming based on when this take was submitted, it has to do with the 4th of July. Take Tuesday is the worst possible day for a holiday to fall on. Monday gives you a three day weekend. Wednesday splits the week up evenly. And Thursday just means you work one more day that week. No, I'm out on this. So this, this is a bad day. I'm out on this. Because so Wednesday's the worst day for a holiday to fall. Correct. Because, and the, the, because un, I don't undoubtedly need to, so. I don't need to gear down into a vacation or into a day off and then have to gear back up for two more work days on the other side of it. Correct.
0: And, and so I, I know everybody's jobs are different, and a lot of people work from home now. So the the extended four-day holidays don't exist very often. But there are a number of jobs. Out there, that if a holiday falls on a Tuesday or falls on a Thursday, you get either the Monday off with the Tuesday or the Friday off yeah. with the Thursday. My dad had this. If it, if it falls on a Wednesday, you're done. and You're not
1: getting an You don't day. get any extra days. There you go. Take a nice midday you, week you, off. You,
0: you, you got, just got a siesta in the yep. middle of the week. That's, dumb. that's all you get.
1: I'd so, rather honestly. I'd rather not have the day off at all. I'd rather, well, work. Well, that's I'd rather though, work. That's a bad take. I'd rather work. Bad take.
0: I'd rather work. No, getting paid to not work for a day was always fun, fun in the midst because, Chris, we work weekends. We don't work a nine to five Monday through Friday. That's true. So, that's true. you know what I mean? Like our, our, our weekend. That's the thing for us, too. Like our weekend. This not just, oh, it's Friday. Oh, we'll see. all. Yeah, Monday It doesn't work for 9 it. 9 like it doesn't quite work like that. For
1: us. I'm, I, I just just so, I mean, I think everyone listening <laughs> to the show understands, but like I have people who are not super big time football fans that want to do something. And I'm like, Gu- guys, you have me on the weekends until like the end of next month. And then don't talk to me for five. Correct. months. Like I'm not around. Friday nights. That's what you got. Yeah. Friday nights
0: is when you have me. Um, and so yeah, Wednesday is objectively the worst day
1: for a holiday to fall on. The second or... no. no, Wednesday. The worst Wednesday. Day. Yeah. The secondary take from Taylor B is, I uh, appears to be a tattle take because he didn't really add a ton of context, but he posted a chart. Okay. Go ahead. Use your Can order. I add
0: in a aden- a timeout? I used to timeout. Uh sure. I want to add, uh, by the way, Chris, uh, Just breaking news for you right now that happened. uh, It happened yesterday, obviously, a Thursday. Oh, did it happen? Is it over? It did.
1: Let's Uh, call and
0: Williams, baby. So I want your take on this contract in a second. But but that's not why I used the timeout. But I want to add an addendum to the last one. Then we're going to have you react to this. And then you can read your next one. But um, I will say this, though. Having a major holiday fall on a weekend that prevents you from getting the extra days off you otherwise normally would have gotten is a close runner-up to Wednesday being the worst day. But uh, but just wanted to get your reaction. This is this is the authentic reaction. This yes. is obviously happened yesterday afternoon. This is coming out Friday morning. Yes. But. Four-year, $96 million extension for and Williams. What is your take on this?
1: Other than Aaron Donald, I think he's the best player at that position. So the fact that he got this contract, four years, 96, I thought he was going to touch the $100 million mark. So the fact that he didn't is a huge win. He's 25 years old. Let's not forget this, everybody. He's still a young player in this league. He's one of the best players at his position. I think the Jets needed to take care of one of their homegrown players to help mold this defense. This is a win-win for everybody. I was not worried that it wasn't going to get done. Obviously, with as much time that has passed since the last time we had heard an update, you get a little concerned. But just fantastic all around. I couldn't be, I couldn't be more than happy. Thrilled. Thrilled that Quentin Williams is going to be a Jet for the next four seasons for $96 million. Happy. This take from Taylor oh, yeah, B. So-
0: yeah, five years ends up being five years, like it's four years attached to this one. Yeah. So perfect. All right, back to uh
1: back to the takes. So Taylor B uh put a chart in there, and it was the NFL QB tiers for 2023, according okay. to Will Brinson of CBS Sports. Okay. I will ask you how you'd like me to reveal these tiers. Do you want me to go from tier one down to tier seven? Or do you want me to go from tier seven up yeah, to Yeah, I think one? it'll be easier for me to process okay. th- without seeing it if you go from t- the top to bottom. The tier one, the t- the tier one quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, okay. I'm, Joe, I'm, I'm. I agree with that. Joe Burrow, okay. Josh Allen are the tier one quarterbacks. That's it. Three quarterbacks in tier one. Okay. Tier two quarterbacks. I'm having an internal debate about Josh Allen, but I'll leave it. Justin Herbert, okay. Lamar Jackson, okay. Trevor Lawrence. I can't do that yet, but okay. Jalen hurts. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is the, is the, the one here that I would have the most problem with. He's not a tier two quarterback yet. Yeah. I like
0: it. talk to me, talk to me in a year.
1: Yeah. And then I think he's um, there, but we're, we're but not there yet. Yeah. Tier three quarterbacks. You sitting yeah. down? Yes, you are. Cause I can see you sitting down. I mean, clearly the, tier three, the tier three, qu- tier three quarterbacks for 2023, Jamie. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. No problem with that. Matthew Stafford. No. Tua a tongue of maybe Justin Fields stop it Daniel Jones
0: okay so far what this is telling me is we need to put Rodgers in a different tier that's what this is telling me so- Deshaun Watson okay because okay. I guess there's at least a confusion there all right
1: Russell Wilson Okay. Those so no, th- this is just we need Rodgers
0: in a different tier. Yes, or
1: or flip Rodgers and Lawrence, and I think these tiers are a lot better, right? Like I think yeah, tier four quarterbacks: Jamie, okay, Jared Goff, okay, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Whoa.
0: Kirk Boy, Cousins. So
1: much like look, uh, we the hate has gone too far
0: on Dak Prescott. I think that like, Pres- we need to. Dak Prescott's a this. tier four quarterback. I'm totally fine with this. Dak Prescott should be higher up.
1: than He this. should be higher up than Justin Fields and Daniel Jones. I'll give you that. Correct. Like, yes. Correct. I'm not saying he's a
0: tier two, but I'm no. saying th- he is an above average starting. I guard. agree. I let's, agree. Let's stop with this. Ryan Tannehill. By the way, Kirk Cousins should be higher than this,
1: too. But Derek should, Carr. Should be higher than this. Derek Carr should be higher not than Not as high this. as the other two, but should be higher than yeah, this. Derek Carr should be a tier three quarterback at worst. Jimmy Garoppolo in your tier four quarterbacks. Sh- sure. Your tier five quarterbacks, Jamie. Okay. Mac Jones. Okay. Kenny Pickett. Okay. Brock Purdy. Okay. Those are your tier five quarterbacks. Tier six. And this is where, and this is where I take this entire list and I put it in a paper shredder. It goes in a paper shredder and it's never to be again. I feel heard like I'm again. trying to think who, who am I missing here? Then? Kyler Murray is in tier six of quarterbacks. Boy, you know, remember
0: Stop. Like a year and a half. Remember a year and a half ago when like everybody was trying to say every, that like Kyler Murray was like a top five quarterback in football. Stop! And like how
1: quickly we we fall off this wagon. Stop. Okay. Stop. He is not. He is better than almost every name that we talked about in the tier four and tier right, five. So bucket. I I want you to honestly answer this question.
0: What does Justin Fields? How is Justin Fields better than Kyler he's, Murray?
1: Uh, the answer is he's not. He's not right now. Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Correct. Kyler Murray is well, a better I mean, quarterback w- w- when than, his knee is healthy right now. Maybe fine.
0: Justin Fields, because
1: I would take Kyle's Kyler limber, Murray over but, Tua. I would too. I would take Kyler Murray over Daniel Jones. No offense to Daniel Jones. I mean, I don't think he's offended. I would as well. I'm taking yeah, Kyler he's, Murray he's over Geno Smith. I'm taking Kyler Murray over Ryan Tannehill. Right. I'm taking Kyler Murray over Jimmy Garoppolo. Like what are we doing here? Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, that's It's ridiculous. In the tier with Kyler Murray, just to make it even more ridiculous, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter. What are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, it's and then ridiculous. Your, and then your tier seven quarterbacks. I think these all make sense at the bottom. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson.
0: Sure, if you, yeah. that, that's just your cop out of we're not ranking rookies, and that's Got. fine.
1: Okay. I, I mean, that's I, I have no problem with that. But the Kyler Murray thing is ridiculous, and that's the thing yes. that Taylor B. Taylor B. says. He goes, "We're there, reaching a point a lot rid- where Kyler might be underrated. Like, if you're going to put him as a no, no, tier, no, no, we have." Like, it's ridiculous.
0: We have have gone from where I thought Kyler was supremely overrated by people to now where he is supremely underrated. Honestly, we might get the Justin – that might be the next Justin Fields curve in these next couple years. Where right now Justin Fields is at the point where, like, everybody wants to make him an elite quarterback and he hasn't done shit. And when he has kind of a couple mediocre seasons or maybe gets hurt, then we're going to come back the other way where people are like, oh, this guy can't play at all. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go again. We do this all the time. Hate this.
1: This next take from the layman's terms. Okay. Oh, I now understand now. So this is a, a bit, a bit, is about to play out here on the oh, show that okay. everyone's going to understand okay. next week, but a bit is about to play out here. This take from the layman's terms. Tony is completely allowed to go off on whoever he wants, but he also is due any consequences from the team from those actions. So just as a little bit of a heads up to take you through the time warp <laughs> next Monday or Tuesday show. Yeah, no, mon- Monday, next absolutely. Monday show. So Monday show. We recorded before this show because I'm going away after you hear this show and we didn't do takes on takes yet. No, we want the We want the takes to be as fresh as possible. And so Jamie as you can tell
0: from the Quinn and Williams news.
1: Of Jamie mentioned recorded. a take on Monday show that I hadn't actually heard yet. And so I react to it on Monday show without knowing the take. And so you're going to go into a little bit of a time paradox, but you'll understand yes. when you hear Monday show. Um I agree um, with this take. This is a fair take. Yeah, this is, this is a good
0: take. And I have. I have. Listened to the audio responses back from Kadarius Tony and I've seen all this. So here are my thoughts on this. One, uh, if you're a fan out there that DMs players go away to talk shit about go them, away. Uh, but Chris, I'm gonna leave this go in ahead. so you can put the e. You're a fucking loser. Like, you're just a loser. Tell him, Jamie. So please don't do that. Like, just don't. Um, two. Y- Kadarius Tony probably shouldn't respond in that way. You've got the high ground in here. You should probably not. But it's easy for me to say because I don't want people talking shit in my DMs that are just losers. So I get it. Um I think he should absolutely have th- the right to respond to people, understanding that, you know, if he responds in a certain way, there might be discipline. But I think to me, the most part is this is not about Kadarius Tony. This is about these losers yes. that want to talk shit in players DMs. It's just, it's like, whether it's for this, whether it's for fantasy product, whatever, just don't, don't do it. Just stop. Like you're being, you're just,
1: it's embarrassing. You're, you're embarrassing yourself. Plus one. I'll give you a plus one for that comment. Nothing yeah. more that I can say uh, to that, but yes, agree a hundred percent. Take from Alex of the three NFL running backs of the 2014 Georgia Bulldogs running back room. While Gurley's True. prime before his knee fell off was insane. Nick Chubb is the best running back from that roster. Agreed. Uh, yeah. your, I, Nick Chubb is a is completely underrated in the National Football
0: League. Yeah, I, I, he we 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 break him. We broke him down earlier this week on the show about what he's been able to do, uh, and literally since he got into the NFL and his success, is not not only uh, in a totalitarian, not totalitarian, total. <laughs> Yeah. He is. He has taken over a foreign country now. Uh, not only oh. in totality. what's what the word I was looking for. There's a whole different got thing to, totality. The, I need Tality. the E-tag
1: for that. I have to put the E-tag on the show just for that.
0: Yes, Nick Chubb taken Nick is taking. over. Nick Chubb is invading countries?
1: What is happening? Yes. Yeah,
0: small countries. Uh, small island countries off the coast of South America. What's um, Matt Belarus up to? I will say this. Uh, obviously, not only has he been good in totality, uh, he has been good efficient-wise, her touch basis has been crazy. Um, it is crazy thinking about that because Todd Gurley got off to such a ridiculously strong start to the year, and obviously he was the highest drafted of that bunch. It was him, Chubb, and Sony Michelle. Uh, was Chubb the only non-first rounder? Was Chubb a first? Round? Chubb wasn't a first round pick, was he? Was he second round
1: pick? Sony Michelle was a first rounder for sure. Uh, was drafted. I
0: know was sh- Michelle was like in the in the late part. Obviously, Gurley went.
1: Uh, Nick ten. Chubb was drafted. Stand by. Stand by. Second round pick, thirty five.
0: Yeah. So he was the lowest drafted of the three as well. Nick Where did Gurley awesome. go?
1: Was Gurley tenth?
0: Uh Todd. or my dream. Because I know Gurley and, and Gordon go in the same draft in the first round. Dude. I just can't remember what. It's Todd like ten Gurley. and fifteen. 10th overall, Yep. Okay. So it was tenth to the Rams. Rare Rams first round pick. Um, yeah, I agree with this take. I mean because thanks. the longevity is gonna start to matter. And it I mean, the end of Todd Gurley sucks, but we kind of I mean, we had known it was coming for a while, but the peak was crazy. But Nick Chubb is doing things that other backs aren't doing,
1: especially at his volume. The stake from Braden people will often list the 85 Bears as the best defense of all time, though I'd only put them at three behind the 2002 Bucks at two and the 2000 Ravens at one. So I obviously wasn't alive the I was also Bears. 8 for the 2002 Bucks and 6 for the 2000 Ravens. Like, I, I will say this, the, the 2000 Ravens was the best defense I've ever seen in my life. Right, but like I don't know. I was 6, dude. Like I, I don't feel well, I don't feel equipped enough to answer this question. So, my in my head, if you would have asked me before this question,
0: I would have had the oh, 02 Bucks third of this group. And then I would have had probably Ravens and then one and 85 Bears too. It's tough to compare different eras, different times, but I what the two thousand the two thousand Ravens are the best defense I've ever seen. Again, like, I wasn't just, there some weird stat of like if their offense never scored, they still would have had a winning record?
1: That 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 can't possibly be a thing. Let me find let me find this. That out. can't that can't possibly be true. If that's true, then they're the greatest defense of all time. That can't possibly be an accurate statement. You just made that up. All right, I'm I'm gonna look this up. I feel
0: like I didn't make this.
1: You're up. telling me that there was a statistic in which if the Ravens' offense did not score points, they st- they still would have won games because of how good their defense was, because they would just kick field goals. If that's accurate, well, keep, keep keep in mind they went on like this this longest this long run,
0: like they were they didn't score an offensive touchdown from week five to week nine, and they still won some of these games. I'm trying to see what it would have been. This would be absurd. Uh, I, I It's a very specific. Stat. Yeah,
1: you're looking. This is you're going down the the rabbit hole of the internet. Yeah, so this could give, you could go anywhere here. So, how's it going? Is it going? Is it going well? How's the search going? I'm getting all of these stats, and none of them are the the, the stat you're looking for. I'm familiar with this. I'm just I've, trying to find a very specific one. Yeah, it's it's tough. I've been down this road before, where you're looking for something very very specific, and if you don't use the correct verbiage, it's over. You're never gonna find it. It's like me trying to figure out like what was that stat I was looking up about red zone efficiency that a couple of weeks ago. I could never find it. Never yeah, happened. I, I got to end up. Yeah, I got to end. I'll
0: I'll do some more research while we're talking. Love here, that. Because I got to. I mean, they allowed
1: no points. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll give us our next. Yeah, take. keep going. Take from Taylor B. Take out of every commonly used fruit flavoring. Berry flavored. Anything is the worst. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to say it again. Out of any, out of every commonly used fruit flavoring, berry flavored anything is the worst. I don't know about that. Layman's terms, I think, has the correct follow-up answer because I agree with it. The variance in anything cherry flavored is absolutely wild. And I think that's the That problem. is true. Like the cherry Robitussin medicine, trash, awful, brutal, doesn't taste like cherry at all but like cherry cola it's great it's a great flavor uh you know cherry most cherry candies are pretty good but it's a, it's a wide range so i don't know if i can get on yeah. board with this being this berry flavored nonsense because are, are you including blueberries strawberries blackberries are you including all of the berries because i don't i don't think i can agree with that it's too it's too uh Wide ranging for me. Yeah, you're still looking up this information, aren't you? I am feverishly trying to find this information. So right now, okay, what do you got? I'm I'm
0: looking. So right now, I'm through the first one, two, three, four, five weeks of the season, and they, if their offense never scored a touchdown, Mm -hmm. they would be three and two so far.
1: I can tell you that the 2000 Ravens allowed just 165 points in the regular season. So how many points did they score as a team? Actually, not a lot. That's what that's i have to that, look it up. But they they they've they were not good. I think we can just agree that the 2000 Ravens offense is awesome or defense is awesome. So, right now, I'm
0: at one, one and one, one and two, two and two, three and two, four and two, four and three, four and four,
1: four and five. You know, we could just sit here and let you do this. this no, is... we're gonna sit here and do yeah, this because I, I gotta know. Yeah, that's fine. I gotta
0: know now. So, four or five. So, if their offense never scored a touchdown. Um, You're through nine games. You've only got seven more to go. Four and six. Okay. That would have been close. I'm going to say four and seven. Five and seven. Okay. I think this is going to be six and seven. Let me double check. Six and seven. Six
1: and seven. Lovely.
0: Um okay so seven more games left the last one one counts so six and eight so that was now we're gonna see what's gonna happen here so six and eight
1: two games to go they could be five I mean the fact that this is even close is ridiculous six eight and one excuse me oh it would have <laughs> been a tie okay I was like eight yeah. and one okay
0: six eight and one and yeah six nine and one okay that's closer Their than it probably has any. Scored. If they, so if they often scored zero touchdowns throughout the year, they would have taken every touchdown away from every offensive touchdown
1: away. They would have been six, nine, and one. That's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, we've got a double dose of takes here. From uh, excuse me, we have three takes from Bailey. A triple which, dose. Which door would you like to go through first? One through. Oh, or three? we're doing this game again. One take. The Packers have the biggest variance in outcomes this season. Love could be bad and defense underperforming again, le- leading to five wins. Or Love could be good after his time sitting and Joe Barry could finally deliver, leading to eleven wins. Neither would surprise me.
0: So I assume it's the
1: biggest level of outcome among all teams,
0: is what I Biggest variance that.
1: in outcomes is sure, yeah. Um I, I think I No, I'm gonna sell that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna sell it too. I think the Cleveland Browns are a team that has one of the bigger variances entering the Yeah, I think the Browns season. have a significant variance. I think um, the Jets have significant
0: variance. Yeah, I think that they could as well. The Broncos. I think the Broncos have significant
1: um, variance. Giants, maybe even the
0: Giants probably um, have significant. I, I would not variance. be shocked. I if think. That's I think a at, team.
1: Atlanta and Carolina could have significant variance.
0: Yeah. So while I do agree, Green Seattle. Bay is, is Seattle. So Green Bay is among that group, but I don't necessarily feel comfortable saying they're the most.
1: Door two or door three? three. Door three. The top five players in next year's draft are all on offense. The top two QBs, Marvin Harrison, Fashanu, and Alt. That's probably the case right now. Jared Verse might want to have a word by the time the season's over. He might. Jared Verse is one that is
0: really interesting to me. Um, Why am I blanking on the The Alabama kid? Because I'm
1: also blanking on his name.
0: No, no, because oh, okay. I don't think I don't, I don't think McKinstry is up there for me, but I, I think Braylon Trice is another interesting one in, in Washington. Um, there, are, like I don't think McKinstry's gonna get there. Who's the Ohio State kid? Um, Who's the JT, Ohio State kid? JT Tuma, Tumialalo, sure. or Something I I have no I, idea. I'm blanking on his yeah, name. I need fantastic. to see it to pronounce it. Uh, but he could be in that conversation. But yes. Uh, as of right now the two offensive tackles marvin harrison junior and the two top quarterbacks seem to be the, the clear option uh at the top of the draft And I, obviously you, you have dallas a turner with Brock was about. who
1: i was referencing not coolley mckinstry oh, dallas uh, yes, turner yes, was dallas the name I couldn't, is I couldn't figure in out.
0: that conversation i'm sorry i, I already fine. i automatically thought of coolley mckinstry
1: yeah i know i understand but no i was looking at uh dallas turner yeah yeah jared no, Verse. I, right now i agree it's an offense heavy draft at the top yeah i would i would agree with that but i think there are some players who could make some noise like Jeremiah Trotter Jr. could make some noise. He's yes, a linebacker, so that's tough. But that's but, the problem. Right, the positional value. Take, so you're not taking a linebacker. That I'm just it. saying, that these, are, these are the top defensive yeah. players that I think we have going into, into this season. Um, okay, uh, which means we have to go to door number two here. Take five QBs. We'll hit the 3,000 passing yards and 750 rushing yards mark this season. There has never been more than two in a season. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen will repeat. Lamar will get back to that level under a more pass-happy offense. Two of Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, and Daniel Jones will join. Okay, I'm selling that. I'm I'm probably selling it, but I want to just check on one thing.
0: So I have 750s a line. I only have two quarterbacks
1: projected to get that many rushing yards. Is it Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen? It is Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Yeah, Daniel Jones Uh, had a career high last year at 708. So I'm going to sell that Daniel Jones is going to get there.
0: Yeah. And so And here's the thing. I don't have Justin Fields getting 3,000 passing yards. So that oh, right.
1: would that's going to eliminate that. him.
0: Uh, I have Lamar at 741 with a couple missed games. So I, I'm fine with you pushing him there. I think Josh Allen's got a shot at him at 7 or 7. but I'm going to take the uh, underline 5. Yeah, I, I only have four quarterbacks getting above 600 rushing yards
1: this year. So uh, I'm going to sell that. Three more takes for us here on the show. Take number one to food take from Braden. Chicken tacos are the best form of taco sell hard. Sell. No, uh, I, I'm, I'm a huge chicken fan. Yeah. Chicken's great. But I, but carne asada tacos are, are unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I mean an, any steak based, yeah, taco any steak based is, taco is, mean, is, is a better than, a I will burger. say a good shrimp taco, but you, can, you gotta be you careful. What? You can have all, you can have all the shrimp tacos you'd like. Jimmy, you can have mine. That's how you can have my shrimp tacos. Are you going to send want. them to me? I can't have your built bars. Cause you won't send that's them. Sure. I won't still, send those to you either. Yeah. Almost
0: two years of all me. Look. Um, but yes, steak is steak is the best. Any sort of whether it's carne asada, whether it's just straight up steak, right. whether it's you, you know the people get cr- really creative now. Um, but I just also think it's the most trustworthy. I would say this: chicken is the most trustworthy on the cheap side. See, I disagree.
1: Really? I I I think steak is the most trustworthy from location to location. Yes,
0: I'm not sure about that. Okay. I'm not sure about that.
1: I I think steak's a universal thing. Chicken's tough. You can have dry chicken. You can have undercooked chicken. Like It's wild. Chicken's tough. I've had some bad steak
0: tacos in my day. Some very dry steak tacos. Because if you get the wrong type of skirt steak, or somebody tells you you're going to get something better, and it's skirt steak. That's fair. That's fair. But it's fair. But yeah, no, no. Chicken, there's, again, nothing wrong with a good chicken taco. Nothing wrong with any... Almost any good taco, to be honest with you, but uh,
1: no steak has got to be the the go-to here. This take from Anthony: after no touchdowns last season, Deontay Johnson will be top ten in receiving touchdowns. I'm going to take the field on this. Okay, this is this is an overreaction to Deontay Johnson having zero touchdowns last year. Chris, can you look up what was what was tenth last year? Yeah, I can do
0: that. I mean, you're going to need what what number? You need to fill Um, up. I am off the top of my head. I'm going to guess eight. That's many, I'm, I'm gonna guess that's the number that it's gonna be when you look this up. By the way, I'm also I'm selling almost no matter what number you come back with, I'm gonna sell. You're gonna sell?
1: But, I I would agree. I mean, I, I don't so, I, I
0: only have I have them down for like 4.62 touchdowns. Receiving touchdowns. For. So my guess is eight is what the number is that you're gonna come up with. Tenth. Yeah, and I'm sure it's probably tied for 10th, but
1: so it was technically tied for so I'm just gonna read them because it's gonna make more sense if I do that. Adams okay. was first with 14. Kelsey was second with 12. Diggs, yep. Brown, and Kittle were tied so third, fourth, fifth. for third with 11. Okay. And so that would mean sixth would be CD Lamb with nine. Yeah. CD Lamb, Jamar Chase, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, and Jarek McKinnon all had nine. And then Justin ah, so Jefferson close. had eight. So nine touchdowns got you inside the top ten. I'm going to sell Deontay so. Johnson getting nine touchdowns. I'm going to sell him getting eight. I can not happening. I'm going to sell him getting seven. I'm going to sell. I'm getting six. Okay. I mean, we can do this all day. Last take here for you. Well, buddy. we're going to run out of numbers soon. That's fair. Uh, this last take from Cryptic Slow. Take, we need to stop comparing young players and prospects to Hall of Famers. It does it does a huge disservice to the player.
0: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, unrealistic it's, comps are... Uh, I, I think people don't understand... I say people, I'm usually not the people listening to the show, but like the average fan that is using this doesn't understand the the level of play that's required to get to a Hall of Fame level. Like it is a ridiculously small percentage of players, of and even a very small percentage of great players that get there. We have to realize that there are players that are very, very good, and that can be very, very good without being Hall of Famers, perennial pro bowlers, all pros, whatnot. Uh, and I, I think it becomes easy for us to try to compare players to them because it's, it's what makes it exciting, and it feels like, oh, look at what their potential could be. But, like, there isn't a Lawrence Taylor in the league right now. Right. Period. There isn't. Right. And there's not going to be anytime soon. And that's okay. It it, it just these are are the truly generational players, the once every 20, 30-year type players that come into the league. And if you have one or two of them in the league at the moment, consider yourself very,
1: very lucky. That is it for us here on this edition of the show. All of the takes have been read. Appreciate all of you who submitted takes for today's show. We've got fun shows for you next week. We're getting back into the weeds on the wide receiver props all week long. So you've got that to look forward to as well. In the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, share the show. We greatly do appreciate it. You've got the YouTube side of things. You can see the video version of the show. Just search up the Draft Network on YouTube. Give the video a thumbs up, comment, subscribe, turn turn on the notification bell. You guys know the drill. By now. We greatly do appreciate you guys making this show a part of your day. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to y'all on Monday.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
1: on YouTube.